What's up, friends? Thanks for tuning in to episode 10 of From Anxious to Able. In this episode, we're interviewing Logan Randazzo, who's a professional figure skater gone crown diamond in Young Living. She's a mama of four, soon to be a mama of five, and she has so much wisdom to offer you. I have literally listened to this podcast episode like three times, just smiling from ear to ear because her story is so inspiring and one that every mama needs to hear. I don't even want to give you any more details. I think you just need to listen. <laughs> Hello. Hey, I think Atlas needs a boob. Okay, can I just get like five more minutes? Hey, babe. Okay, okay, I'm coming. And you're listening to... From anxious to able. What's up, guys? You're listening to From Anxious to Able. Thank you for pushing play on this episode. It's your host, Michaela Z, and today we are here with the beautiful and wonderful Logan Randazzo. Logan, thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me. Hey, I'm so glad to be here. Okay, so I want to start this off. For people who don't know Logan, Logan is um, actually part of my Young Living upline. So you hear me talking about Young Living all the time because I'm obsessed. Um, And Logan is one of the people part of our tribe, and she's actually a crown diamond. And um, I recently found out, Logan, that you're a professional figure skater or were – and I feel like once you were, you are. So, (laughs) And now you're a crown diamond. You have four beautiful baby girls. I just want to, like, understand how did you get from figure skater to crown diamond? Like, where was your – where, where was your process with Young Living? Okay. Okay. So a lot of it happened very unplanned. And I look back and I'm just like very glad everything kind of happened the way it did. Um, and it's funny to look back. I think a lot of people can look back on their life and just think like if I had made that one little decision differently, like if I would have went left instead of right, how different my life would be, you know, and I think a lot of people can, can say that for their life, but, um, okay. Well, I grew up in Manitoba, Canada, which if you, if you grew up there, you would realize that it's not, it's not as unique of a thing to be, um, like a, a competitive ice skater or hockey player, because that's one of the only things to do there. Um, (laughs) it's, it's very cold um, we're 24 hours from each coast, like from the West coast and the East coast, like a driving, like if a lot of people here spend their time, like at the beach mm-hmm. or at the shore, you know, and that's not a thing there. Um, we do have like a lot of beautiful lakes and I spent a lot of time like camp growing up, but it is very, very cold for a good portion of the year. And I, I don't, I don't remember like learning to skate. I know I was first put on the ice when I was like 18 months old. Oh my gosh, Um, that's so cool. Yeah. It's kind of like a rule of thumb in Canada. Like once kids are walking for like six months, then you can put skates on them. And, um, we, my mom was an ice skating coach and my, my grandmas were even figure skaters. Like I remember my grandmas were on 
when I was little, my grandmas were on the synchronized skating teams um, <laughs> when they were like 70 years old, 60, 70 years old. Um, and I was, and my mom was the coach of all the teams. And my sister, my older sister is a figure skater and a figure skating coach. And she was on the team. We, it was like a very family oriented thing. And both my brothers are hockey players. So it's just the way of life there really. Um, and so I, you're wondering probably how did I get down here? Yeah. So so did you, is your partner from Canada too? Um, Brian, my husband, Brian, no, he's not. He is from Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. So that is a big, like, how did I end up here? Question that I sometimes ask myself. Um, So I, my sister, so I'm one of four. I have an older brother, an older sister, and then a younger brother. And all of my family still lives in Canada where I grew up, um, other than my older sister, Ashley. And she moved down here when she was like 21. She's eight years older than me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I... I was visiting a lot. Like every summer I would kind of come down and visit. Um, we were very close and I was, I would come and kind of hang out here a lot on the summers. And, um, when I graduated high school in my little small town of Verdon, Manitoba, um, I ended up going to university in Winnipeg at the, at U of M it's called. Um, and I did a year there and at the end of the year, I just, I just felt like a little lost. Like, Mm. what am I doing? What, like, I just had this like very overwhelming feeling of like, get out of here, like go do something like do just hop on a plane. And (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of what I did. Um, I just felt like I needed a change. Um, and so I remember it was like the end of April and I think I, I, went online and I booked a flight for like, it was like in five days. Oh my Um, gosh. I love it. (laughs) I got, I packed my suitcase and I literally got on the plane by myself. I flew down here. I say here because I'm still here. This was like 12 years ago. (laughs) Um, and I flew down to quote unquote, visit my sister. Mm -hmm. Um, she was having a baby. She was pregnant and I was like, I'm going to come down and help you. And, um, I'm still here. So, oh my God, that totally happened to me. I resonate with this so much. Okay. You know, it's a free spirit thing. Like, if you're a free spirit, like, you like, you're like, okay, life, like, where are we going? What are we doing? And was there something, sorry, was there something about your sister's baby? Like, was that the first baby in your life? Like, was there something about that that had you stay too? Well, yeah, it was the first. um, My older brother had already had a child, but it was the first. I, I think I was just looking for some sort of, I, I wanted to feel like somebody like needed me. Yes. And I was like, you need me here. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, you need my help. <laughs> yeah. I felt like so valued here. Yes. I, I was just in a place where I was like, I, and that's, I'm a three, two on the Instagram. So my two is like, I just need to feel like I'm providing value and love to someone. And I'm like, I came down here and I was like, it was her first baby and I was helping her and it was just like, and then also I really, really loved the feeling of all of a sudden I felt like I could, like I moved, I came down here and like nobody knew me Yes, and whoever you wanted to be. 
<laughs> exactly. And where I grew up, like I was very lucky to grow up in a very small town where everybody knew your name. Everybody knew each other. And um, it was like a very, very safe, comforting place and um, like a really awesome place to grow up. But there was something so cool about coming down here and feeling like I could be whoever I wanted to be and and kind of like restart, you know, mm-hmm. and, and really like explore like what do I want to do? Like I grew up as like an extremely competitive figure skater. And um, when I came down here, so that's how the story kind of continues, is that my sister was started a synchronized skating organization down here in near Philadelphia. And it grew to be like a very huge, successful organization. And, um, when I came down here visiting and then all of a sudden it was like, I wasn't really visiting anymore. Like I was living here. (laughs) Um, I had to start, I started going to school so that I could, you know, legally be here. And, um, then, and I was, and that's when I started helping her with her organization, her synchronized Mm -hmm. skating organization. And then I ended up meeting Brian at the gym <laughs> one day. Yeah, by the weight rack. And oh my God, I love it. The rest is kind of history from there. <laughs> um, we, yeah, this cute, handsome American boy at the gym. Oh and my God. It's like game over. <laughs> um, so, literally, like 12 months after Brian and I met, we. Well, like three months after we met, we moved in together. Like a few months later, we were engaged. And then it's been like, then we were married right away. And it's been like baby after baby after baby since then. So that's what kind of brought me from figure skating to Young Living is um, after I had Briar, my first, and I was bringing her to the rink and I was coaching skating and I had a babysitter at the rink and it was just like very hectic. And then Mm -hmm. I had Willow. And I was kind of continuing to do that. And all of a sudden, one day I was like, this is not working to like pack up my children and bring them to the cold rink. And like, this is, I just felt like I was doing it because I felt like I should be doing it. And I felt like, you know, I had something to offer down here. Um, You know, I had this like experience and I was like, you know, I feel like I have something I need to share with people. And, um, and then it finally was like, I want to be home with my babies and Mm. I I can't do this anymore. And it was like, I'm going to take a break. That's what I told everyone. I'm just going to take a break. break. I'll be back. And, um, it ERB. Like, yeah, ERB, I'm going to go have more babies and be at home with them all day. Um, and it felt like such a relief taken off of my chest immediately. Um, like making that decision, it, it was, you know, when you make a decision and you're like, okay, that was the right decision. Yes. Like it felt, it felt really good. Um, and then, trying to think of how long after I was pregnant with Aspen when I got my oils. So it was like a hot minute after Willow was born, I was pregnant with Aspen <laughs> and, um, I got my oils and I didn't even think about doing the business. Honestly, I was like, I got my oils from Annie, my enroller. And I was like, whatever, you know, I'm just, she keeps talking about these oils and I'll just get them. Like there's gotta be something because she like won't stop talking about them. So maybe if I get them, she'll stop talking. About <laughs> them. Guys, I have to interject here for a second. Annie Hauser is, is who you got your oils from, right? Yeah. So you guys are going to, you guys have heard her. If you listen to the podcast in order, you just heard Annie Hauser's interview. So this is the person who <laughs> got Logan to sign up. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, She's like, look, and you wanted your oils, right? I'm like, whatever, fine. Like, and she had to check in with me like three times. I was like too lazy to get off the coach and get my credit card. And finally I was like, okay, let's just do this. So even like little things like that, like I look like 
I almost didn't get my oils like three times and I was like, eh, you know, whatever. And then I finally signed up and I just look now like, wow, if I wouldn't have done that, like how different would my life be right now? Like, you know, it's just such a big part of my life now. Mm. And I almost didn't even take that step so many times. So I'm just so thankful that I did, I guess. That's so um, wild. Yeah, I was like, it was not something like, oh, I want to get my oils and I want to start a young living business. It's my dream. Like, I was, it was not like that. It was like a very, like, whatever, I'll buy these oils and see what happens. And um, I got them and they like really fit into my life right away. You know, we were already living like a very holistic life and um, it was like, you know, living very naturally with something. I was passionate about and um, I was just like watching Annie share slash run her business. But to mm. me, it just looked like sharing. And um, it was like, I just got this feeling, this little feeling like that looks fun. You know, like that looks like I could do that. Like that <laughs> looks fun, you know? And, and then all of a sudden one day I was like, I said to Brian, I was just like sitting on the couch and I was like, what do you think about me like starting like doing a doing a living like as a business? And from like day one, he was like, that is an awesome idea. You should totally do that. Oh, I love and, it. Yeah. And I he's like he is like very, very supportive. And I'm so lucky for that. Um, but he I think he could tell that I I I needed something else. Not that I needed, but like that you know, I was at home. I was a stay-at-home mom. And that was, like, everything I did. Everything mm -hmm. I did from the second I woke up to the second I went to sleep was I was pouring out of my cup all day long. And um, I think, like, he, he knew. I don't think he knew that it, it would be the business that it is now for us. Um, but he thought of it more as, like, something fun I could do. He even said, he's like, oh, that would be fun. Yeah, that would this be is fun something to you. keep you busy, too. Literally, yeah. literally. He was like, that would keep, you would make, make some friends and, like, talk to people. That would be fun. Yeah. And, like, I look back now and I'm like, yeah, like, it just was, it's just so much bigger, you know, than we ever imagined. Like, we didn't know what we were saying yes to at the time. Um, but, um, so I, so that's how that started. And I'm just... So I'm an Enneagram three, two, like I said, and I, when I, I'm like a very passionate person and when I start something, I'm like all in. So I was like, Hey Annie, I like texted her and I was like, Hey Annie, like, I think I want to do the young living business. And she was so surprised because yeah. I, I was like not active in the groups. I was like, not even on like essential rewards. Like I didn't even know hardly anything. <laughs> and I remember I texted her and she texted back. She's like, wow, that's awesome. What made you like, what made you decide that? <laughs> kind of like, she was like very surprised. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I just think it would be fun. And kind of the rest is history. She kind of like gave me the info. I got in the groups and like, you know, like we have such a supportive like community and we have so many resources that I just like went for it. And I'm like, so glad, so glad yes. that I did because I like look back and there's so many little things like, oh my gosh, like even the way I met Annie, I met Annie like at the most random, like mom, I was going with a friend to like a little kid's play place. And Annie was her hairdresser and she like introduced me and we shook hands. And then I ended up like, we found each other on Facebook and kind of connected. Like there's wow. so many little 
yeah like there's so, Annie was like a hairdresser of a friend like there's so <laughs> many little things that if I looked back I'm like I almost didn't get my oils like 400 times 400 different ways wow um, yeah but like so glad you know that the universe had my back and was like keep they kept putting them in front of my face and like those little steps. You just never know where it's going to lead you. I'm like, yeah. I literally was sitting in the 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 hotel at Diamondbound, the conference that we went to last weekend for Young Living, and was just like looking at the hotel, just looking at the people, like looking at my life a year ago. And I'm like, this happened so organically. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, I put a lot of work in and things like that, but it it all was because of the people and I was so mm-hmm. supported that it just happened so naturally. Like showing up just was so natural to me. <laughs> it was just like, yeah. this is easy because I love the people. I love what, like what, it's just the, I love the products. Like all of it just was like, just flowed so well. Okay. So how many years did it take you to get to Crown Diamond now? So how long have you been a, doing Okay. This? So we have been doing this for like three years. Um, I hit Crown Diamond last November. So it was like 25 months in. Um, so we hit, we hit diamond on our 15th month and then we hit crown diamond on our 25th month. Wow. That's so awesome. (laughs) It's been a wild ride. Like I look back and I'm like, yeah, it's wild. How many families (laughs) have you helped get oils? Like how many families do you have? We have like 13,500 families. That's amazing. I know. It's wild. Three years. That's so amazing. Wow. It's, it's so wild because I just remember like when I first got started, I would look at, at the time Annie was a gold. And when I got my oils and I would look at Annie and be like, Oh my gosh, like if I could be a gold, like that would be so cool. Like (laughs) that would be, that would be like a dream. Like I, I was like, let's, let's just do this. Like, let's, yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's like a little surreal, honestly, because I just feel like it's, yeah, it feels surreal. Yeah. So your, your partner continues to work, right? Yes. He works. Is it more because he enjoys it or is it like, (sighs) it's, that's like a daily conversation in our house. Like what, what are we doing here? Like what, like every other day we're like, should we just buy an RV and sell our house and travel the country like with our kids (laughs) at homeschool? Like, it's just really cool that we have. Well, I think that it's just really cool that we have that, that choice, the freedom of the choice. Yeah. Yeah. That like we could really drop everything and jump in an RV or we could move wherever we wanted. And with our young living business, like we can work from wherever we want and it's going to support us. And, um, having that freedom is, takes a lot of stress off of his back for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, that we have that there, you know, there's really nothing like residual income. It's like a retirement plan on steroids. Um, so yeah, he, (sighs) Brian working is something that we talk about often and may change in the very close future. We'll see. Yeah. 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 Um, for Corey, my partner, he, so he like gave after Atlas was born, he gave me like six months where he stayed home where I could just like go ham. And, Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, like a opportunity came along for a nature school in our town and he was like, really wanted to do it. So he just went back to work and we've been like kind of having that conversation at like what point would we want to just start our own, <laughs> our own school? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like all of that. Yeah, but he grew up in a very like both of his parents worked have worked the same job for 20 years. So the the fact that I've been able to like hit gold and all of that in a year, he just is like that just doesn't wrap he can't wrap his head around it. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like Yeah. He's like, how does that even happen? (laughs) How is that possible? (laughs) Well, I I think that this business, like a lot of people, when a lot of people when I talk to them about our story and talk to them about like the potential with this business, it's almost unbelievable. It's hard to believe. It is unbelievable. Yeah. There's really no other job like it. And that's why when somebody starts doing Young Living, like they don't go because they realize like, wow, this is for real. And, um, it's fun and the community is there and it doesn't feel salesy. Like it's Mm -hmm. very organic, natural, fun thing. And like the freedom that if you are willing to work, like work, which girl, I know you did, which is how you hit gold. Um, it's like, it's going to come back around, you know? So I think yeah, that's what's so cool. Sorry. I think that's what's so cool about the groups that we have created is because when you get in, so a lot of people will start out like, okay, well, I just need to get the oils. I'm not really interested in the business, you know, the same kind of thing that you did. And, Mm -hmm. um, but then they get in the groups and they realize it's not just like one person that has hit some kind of rank. That's like, Hey, you could make, you know, it's like a lot of people, you know, like a lot of people in our groups are like making really big moves, you know? And I think that's, what's Mm -hmm. really so cool about our, our little tribe that we've got going on and just everything in general. Absolutely. And I remember like, um, we were on when I first, so Brian first thought like, that would be something so fun you could do. Yay. Like you'll talk to people. Um, (laughs) like you won't be like a hermit in our house with the kids. Um, and we, I got on a zoom call like five days, five days after five days into this business. Like I hadn't even enrolled a single person. And, um, I started like sharing posts and stuff, but nobody had signed up yet. And I was like, Oh, I really got to do this. And I remember I was like folding laundry and I was on a zoom call. Um, at the time I didn't even know what a zoom call was. Like, I didn't know it was a video. I was just like listening on my phone, which you can do, but like, I didn't realize like other people were on video, but, um, (laughs) I was listening and I remember, um, one of our leaders, um, she was, there was a, basically an interview, like a Q and a, and some one, it was some, somebody on my team won it and she was on there and we were all listening and they were asking her questions. And she was like, one of the girls was like, okay, so, um, what is your monthly paycheck? And everyone kind of froze because everyone's like, uh, you know, are you supposed to ask that? Like, I don't know if you're supposed to ask that. And she, she went for it. She's like, like, what is your paycheck? And our leader had said, she's like, um, well, it was 50,000 last month. And then the conversation kind of continued. And then we got off and Brian was listening too. And I looked at him, I was like, can you believe that? And he was like, uh, yeah, 15,000. Her paycheck is 15,000 for slinging oils. And, and he, I remember saying slinging oils. Like, I don't know what that even that means, but, um, (laughs) and I looked at him and I was like, no, I think she said 50. And he was like, no, are you? He's like, yeah, right. He's like, okay, Logan, no. Anyway, so I texted Annie because she was on the call too. Because I'm like, okay, can you solve this for us? Because Brian is like thinking she said 15 and I'm pretty sure she said 50. And Annie's like, no, girl, she said 50. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like Brian and I locked eyes in that moment and we were like, let's do this. Like, are you kidding me? Like, let's do this. And from that day, we were like, we saw the, you know, we saw the vision. We were like, let's, 
is this for real? Like, let's do this and find out. I love it so much. Okay, so did you know anything about, because I feel like this gets in a lot of people's way where they're like, well, I don't know how to run a business and I don't know anything about that. Um, Did you know a lot about business in general whenever you first started? No, I was clueless. Yeah. (laughs) Like, no, not really. Like, I had never sold anything. I'd never run my own business. Like, no, I got into the groups and like basically everything I needed was right there. It was like step one, do this. Step two, do this. And like I just kind of was on my way. Yes, and I love that so much <laughs> because it's like you once you get, it's so hard to explain like once you get in you'll realize like once mm-hmm. you grab your mm-hmm. kit and just get in the groups you'll realize that everything is there for you. Okay, so I wanted to also talk about um so I know that you said that Brian was really supportive of you the whole time. Um, but I also know that a lot of moms experience the opposite or maybe like they kind of get made fun of about it or just like a lot of jokes. Do you have any advice for those mamas who feel like they can't do it because their partner's not on board? So, yeah, I know that this is a, this happens. And, um, my biggest advice is to like really sit down with your partner and like one-on-one just say, I understand if you don't get this, but it's something that I really want to do. And it would really mean a lot to me if you supported me just that, like, I think that that can go a long way because I think a lot of times like partners don't realize that you're really like your heart is really in it. Like, you know, they don't, maybe they don't even know. Um, and I think just like, there's so much power in like really just, instead of like bickering about it or like being, being annoyed that they're like not supportive or anything like that, like literally sitting down and being so clear and saying, it would mean so much to me if you could support me and believe me because I believe in this. And this Mm. is something that means a lot to me. And just like that conversation can go so far, you know? Hey guys, had to push pause on the episode for just one moment. I promise we'll get back to it. I love Logan so much and the episode is so good and juicy and wonderful. But I have to ask you, if you love this episode and if you've loved previous episodes, please do me a solid, do this podcast a solid and go to that purple podcast app, click or search from anxious to able and then click write a review and let us know what you think. Don't just give us stars. We love the stars and we appreciate the stars, but actually letting us know what you think is really where the sauce is at, you know? Another thing I wanted to mention is if you haven't checked out the mom made collection on the from anxious to able website yet, please do so. It's www.fromanxioustoable.com slash shop. And there you'll find all of these different mom made collections. So different creative moms that are making handmade one of a kind items um, for you to purchase. And in that purchase, you are supporting them and continuing on with those creations. And it's something, this is a project that I have had in the works for a really long time and something that is a um, passion of mine. I really want to support moms and continuing doing what they love to do. And and the way that we can do that is by, um, you know, we provide a space for them to put their products online. And so if you want to support that, please go check out the different mom-made collections and buy a -a one-of-a-kind item. Lastly, please take a snap of this episode, post it on your IG stories. Let us know what you think, what you're gaining from it. Tag Logan Randazzo, tag your moon mom, that's me, and tag from Anxious to Able. We would so appreciate it. Um, 
Love you guys so much. I hope you guys are staying safe and staying well and staying home in all this business. And let's get back to the episode. I think the conversation just needs to be had. I feel like a lot of the time we just want so badly for the partner to just understand. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Can't you just mm-hmm. see how hard I'm working? Can't you, you know, and it's like, yeah. they, they really just need to be told <laughs> exactly what you need. And cause I know that that is exactly what I needed to do with Corey was just to tell him exactly what I needed. Like for me, I'm mm-hmm. one of those people who just wants everyone to just know, like I just want to be working mm-hmm. and I want you to just know your job and your place. Right. <laughs> so I don't I want uh, yeah. yeah. And so uh it really took, you know, he he's like I don't cuz whenever he was home, I would get so aggravated all the time cuz he'd be like I'd be working all day and I'd be like, "Well, what did you do?" you know? And he's like, "Well, you asked me to stay home." So and then you know, and it's like, "Oh, okay, maybe I should like give you some direction." He's like, "Yeah, I mean, like I want to be of service to you. Like I want to help this you know, whatever this mission is, I see that you have a vision. Like, so mm-hmm. he, he really now after, especially just after seeing how quickly I've been able to like, do like do the things that I envision and how mm-hmm. serious I am. He now mm-hmm. knows that like, if I have a vision, he's like, okay, yeah, that's a legit vision. You know, like she's going for mm-hmm. it. Let me do whatever. Yeah. I <laughs> like, what can I oh do? My gosh. <laughs> Whenever Dang I it. told him we were going to Hawaii for the trip that we won, like they did. So for people who don't know, they did this thing called dream 1000 for young living. And it was like, you get different points for helping your team rank and things like that, which I love so much because it really came down to how are you supporting your people? It wasn't about making mm-hmm. sales, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and then whenever I told Corey, I'm like, Corey, we, we're going to Hawaii and they're paying for everything. And he was like, what? He was literally like, <laughs> what? like, I think that was the moment for him where he was like, this is for real. Like, this isn't something that you're just going to get bored of tomorrow. You know, like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't get bored of being sent on free trips to Hawaii. No, and you can't me, get bored of, like, amazing people. Like, it's just, yeah. yeah. I love it. Okay, so let's go to – I want to kind of, like, shift fo- focuses into social media because this is another thing that I feel like gets in a lot of people's way as well. Um, mm-hmm. So d- did you have, like, a really big social media following whenever you started talking about oils or started growing your business? Um, okay, so no, not at all. I – I my – so – my Instagram account was private. I think I had like 400 followers, which were mostly like friends and family. Um, when I started and I was super private, like I didn't post any pictures of my kids like publicly and which is so funny looking back now because things have changed. Um, but I decided when we were going to do this after that call and we like really saw the potential, really saw the vision. I was like, was talking to Brian and I was like, you know what? I think, I could like really, well, first of all, this is network marketing. And I'm like, how do I get my network bigger? And I'm like, okay, well, I probably should utilize social media because that's kind of a cool way to connect with everyone in the world. Mm -hmm. And, and I was so private. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to make my Instagram public. And even just like clicking public, I felt like, oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, And then, which is funny because now I'm like, I post so much, you know, and share so much, but I think just deciding in that moment, I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I need to start sharing my, my life with people. And if, if I want people to, if I want to help people and get, and I want people to join my team and be in my community, like they're going to be able to, they're going to have to be able to see me and see my life and, um, just really breaking through that. And, and it was honestly, it felt a little scary at first, but then immediately it felt so fun because I felt like, 
I had a voice and, um, you, you never realize how many people you're going to connect with or help, or, you know, how many people are going to want to hear your story until you kind of start talking and, and putting it out there. And, um, I just met so many like amazing people along the way, um, using social media. And so, yeah, so this was like three years ago, I made my account public and I just decided like, okay, how am I going to grow my network here? And it was really just as simple as like, what makes me want to connect with people? Like what makes me follow someone? And it's, um, kind of like, you know, being, being in the situation where I am, like this stage of life, like motherhood, I just love connecting with other moms on social media. Mm -hmm. And I really love hearing their stories and hearing how their days go. And also I love like the creativity that I can kind of express, um, through photos and through stories. And that's a big outlet for me is my, is Instagram, like creating beauty and like sharing creatively. Um, and it's just kind of like kept happening. And, and, you know, there's so many things I've kind of like learned along the way, um, some things that work and some things that don't. And even now I feel like I'm still learning, you know, trying Mm -hmm. new ways to connect with more people and connecting with people all over the world. And it's just like been a wild ride, but like so fun and rewarding. And I'm just so thankful for the people that like I've connected with over the last three years. I feel like you're really, really good at getting people to engage on social media. Like whenever you put on, you know, whenever you put something up about letting people ask questions and things like that, like, are there any, is there any advice that you would give to people who maybe they have like a story, but they don't feel like it's significant enough to share, or they don't feel like they're an expert at anything, or you know how people just like, they, they want to feel like they know exactly what it is that they're supposed to be doing, or maybe they're going to go share a story and they're like, yeah, but Carol over here like already shared that similar type of thing. You know, like what would you say to those people who have a story, but they're like not pushing the share button? <laughs> okay. So if there is something that makes you kind of nervous to share, you should probably share that (laughs) because like somebody needs to hear that. Like Mm -hmm. somebody wants to hear that. And I think at the end of the day, like some people feel very paralyzed by that, but also the fear of what people will think of them. Um, the fear of if I share this, like somebody's going to think that, you know, I'm looking for attention or, um, just whatever, you know, ABC, here's the thing. Anybody that thinks anything negative about what you're sharing on social media, that is so about them and has nothing to do with you, you know? Mm -hmm. And once people can break through that, and I don't know if you ever fully break through that, but like break through it as much as possible. Yeah. I just know for myself, that's when I started having fun sharing and I started connecting with my people and my tribe is when I was like, screw all of this. I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm just going to share what I want to share and be me. And the people who want to see me are going to show up here and they're going to stay here. And if I'm not for some people, that's totally cool. And Mm -hmm. there's like a million people they can follow and be a part of their community. And I think the second that people break through that and they feel like really free to just be themselves and share them, you know, their, their advice, their opinions on the world, their stories. I feel like that really shines through and it ends up like really bringing your people to you. I love that so much. I started this practice cause I was super affected by negative 
thing, <laughs> negative mm-hmm. feedback and all mm-hmm. that. And um, I started this practice where it was like, anytime something like that happened, which is pretty rare, um, just because I've like really feel like what I feel like when you are really open and you're sharing your story from that space, you just attract those people. So it's like very rare that those negative Nancy's are going to hop in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to be really attracted. But when it does happen, I literally just say, oh, okay, I'm not here to serve you. Like that's like mm-hmm. in my mind. I'm just like, okay, you're not the people that I'm here to serve. Somebody else is here to serve you, but it's not me. <laughs> yeah. And that's totally. okay. I'm cool with that. Like, okay, yeah. bye. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, and honestly, okay. yeah, like Instagram is a, it's like a, a like personal development course. <laughs> yeah. And I think I, it, it has made me, even though like anything negative that has happened, because I mean, like, it's the world. The world can see that, you know, there are so many amazing people in the world. And I truly believe that. But not everyone is going to be your, you know, super nice. So <laughs> um, I feel like any time anything negative has happened, I look back and I realize it was actually such a good thing for me because it made me stronger and made me realize like it made me share more almost really um because I was like you know like that person that's not my problem that's not my problem and then especially if it happens if it's somebody like close in your life for me that made me realize like wow like you're supposed to love me unconditionally no matter what and this you know like this is not even you know just because I'm like sharing my life yeah it may it really makes you realize um it really makes you realize like for me, like anybody that loves me and supports me unconditionally, like those are my people and I should be able to do anything in the world and they're still going to love me and support me. And, um, that, that's like a huge breakthrough. And sometimes I feel like that can be like a breaking point for some people if they feel like their people and their family aren't supporting them. Yes. Um, but I like to think of it as like a really great weeding process. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. So you're going over here. Like, get off. The, have you ever read The, the Energy Bus? Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. So The Energy Bus is a really good one because it talks a lot about your energy and um, other people in your life, like not having the same energy as you or not supporting your energy. And you're asking them to get off of your bus, your energy bus, and yes. you just keep driving. And that's a lot of what it was like for me. Like, okay, so you are not allowed to be on my bus anymore. That's fine. You can still be in my life, but you're not on my, my energy bus. You're not going to take my energy. So the energy bus is like such a good book for people who are like kind of struggling with that. Um, to realize like they have their energy and they can keep going ahead. And just because somebody else does not have your energy does not mean they can stop your bus. You just have to ask them to get off. (laughs) Right. And it doesn't make them a bad person either. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, they don't have to agree with you in order for it to be okay. You know what I mean? Like in order for you to have like a a very distant relationship with that person or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So the energy bus is a book. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna link that in the show notes, guys, just so you guys have access to it. And I'm gonna read it because it sounds amazing. It's um, a good one. <laughs> okay, so you talk a lot about on social media, you talk a lot about like 5G and flame retardants and things like that. Like you bring a lot of um kind of natural awareness to moms. I feel like you really attract those people who are kind of looking for like that first step. Um mm-hmm. and how do I just like detoxify my life. Um, Mm -hmm. How did you get into that? Was oils like the actual first step for you? Like what, when did that become really important? So that is something that I, so all of it, 
is something that I have kind of been mindful of since before oil, since I was like 18. Um, my sister, I remember my sister reading a book and it was something like what the pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know, or like something like some sort of, it was something like that. And it was like my first, her first like eye opener and, um, mine too. And like, we are so, so thankful for modern medicine. Don't get me wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. like all of that, but it was our first eye opener that like, oh, so if something, if we have an ailment in our body, like maybe trying these other things first could be kind of cool and could support our bodies. And there are, are other options and there are actually negative reasons to just jump to something else, you know? And it was like yeah. a lot of that. Um, and that was like kind of the first step is like this book and talking and kind of digging further into that and realizing like a lot of the products we were using and a lot of like the things we were doing and, um, step by step, I kind of just, when I moved down here, my sister had kind of started surrounding herself with people who were very mindful of that. And that's, you know, a lot of like our oil community, it's, it's kind of the same thing is you get in this community of these people who are very mindful about health and wellness and the the planet and Mm -hmm. all of it. Right. And, um, so before I even got into oils, I was, I was really surrounded by a lot of people in that nature. And, um, a few, I, a few of the people I remember meeting, like the, the moms, it were, were mindful of, of like cell phone radiation and Wi-Fi and all of that. And I can't really remember like starting to be mindful of that. Or if I just kind of started digging, I right away, it made sense to me like that. I think somebody said one thing to me, like, um, you know, like Wi-Fi has only been around for like 10 years, right? Like nobody really knows like the long-term effects of that. What's going to happen to us? (laughs) Yeah. And like, even like cell phones, all of that guys, like it hasn't really been around that long. And, um, and I kind of like that clicked for me right away. Like, you know, how long did we use x-rays before we knew that that was not really good for us, you know, Mm -hmm. to be exposed to that on often. And like, you even think back as far as like people who were smoking, like how long did people smoke before people realized that was bad for us? And the more digging, (laughs) all the things and the more digging I did, it started really making sense. And there's really actually a lot of scientific um, data there when it comes to all of it. And um, so it's just something that I just something that really felt, I really felt passionate about. And it felt like something that I could control, which felt really cool. Like, okay, I can control if, um, I sleep beside my cell phone. I can control if our Wi-Fi is plugged in at night. Like I can control all of these things and being a control freak that felt cool to me that I could like unplug my Wi-Fi and make my home healthier at night. And yes, I love that. All of these things felt like, um, they felt like weird to share about for a really long time because even like five years ago, like people thought like, if you said like, don't hold your cell phone close to your head, people were like, you're crazy. Like what, you know, like even things like that, like were like kind of even weird to talk about like Mm -hmm. a few years ago, like I sounded kind of like nutty. Um, even like the unplug your Wi-Fi, like a lot of people do that. I feel like nowadays, but like when I was kind of, when I told people I did that, like even like a few years ago, people were like, are you serious? Like, (laughs) that's so silly, you know? And so as the more I started sharing about, so this is goes further into like, if you feel passionate about something, just share because you never know 
who's going to be interested or who's going to learn something is that like the more, the more I started sharing about that, I would receive so many messages when I would start sharing about like 5g and cell phone radiation and Wi-Fi and all of that. So many people were like, wow, like I had no idea. I just started Googling and like fell down a rabbit hole of like all this information. And they were like, thank you so much for sharing about that. Mm. Um, so I just, that's why I continually like share about it is because I do get so much positive feedback when I do. And I feel like it's something, it's not something that, you know, I'm, I'm sharing and then it's just making everyone feel scared and paranoid. It's really something that a lot of people have control over. Um, which feels good from my end. Like when people are like, wow, I didn't know I shouldn't be sleeping with my cell phone under my pillow. You know, yeah. now I'm not going to do that anymore. And so it's like something that people have control over. And um, so I think that, you know, to me, that feels kind of cool yes, to share. I love that so much because it's like, okay, even if it, it's like, if there's a chance that that could help the situation, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if there's a small mm-hmm. chance that if I turn my phone off or I left it outside my room or I unplug my Wi-Fi. Or whatever, like like with the sixty bucks that I spent on the cage for my my Wi-Fi thing, you know, like the little mm-hmm. cage, which I got yeah, from yeah. you, thank you. Um, <laughs> and um, I'm like, even okay, it's sixty bucks. You know what I mean? Like, even if it you know only works a little bit or whatever. Which which when I saw the you know people testing it out, it looked like it worked really well. But I'm like, it's sixty bucks, and it could help our family. You know, why not? <laughs> it's like, why right, not just right. get it and then at least feel a little bit better about the situation. <laughs> Yeah. Or just why not just unplug your Wi-Fi so you're not thinking about, you know what I mean? Like that's Mm -hmm. all just, yeah, I love that you said that you have complete control over like, you know, at at least the majority of of how much you let into your home. Right, right. Okay. So can you touch, do you have anywhere to send people to talk about 5G or to like get a... Uh, Okay. So... The if you don't know is, it off the off the hook, I can totally just add a link in. So my biggest advice is to literally get on YouTube and type in dangers of 5G. Okay. And you will see videos with millions of views. And you'll be like, how are we not talking about this? Like, why is this not a thing? And it's frightening, honestly. Um, yeah. Because it's not talked about on the news. And it's not – It it's – it's, it's weird, honestly. Um, yeah. <laughs> it kind of really makes weird. you realize like who owns the, the, like how, how are we not seeing this? This is like a problem and it's happening and it's like, oh, you know, and it's just, you'll see, basically you'll see, you'll fall down a rabbit hole of information and your eyes will be open. And then even Googling, um, dangers of 5g, how to stop 5g, where is 5g? Like you can see where it is. There, there are so, there's a lot of information out there. There are so many, um, medical doctors and scientists right now who are signing petitions and like biologists who are signing petitions and saying like, this is crazy. You need to stop this. There's a lot out there, but you won't really see it unless you like look for it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, also guys, if you end up going down that rabbit hole, I'm going to link, there's, um, I can't remember what it's called, but there's a link that allows you to send an email to your representatives and it like puts the email right in there for you. And it has like all of your representatives. So you like put in your zip code, it takes all your representatives emails and it sends this email with your name in it that just talks about 5g and like lets them know because a lot of representatives don't even know about it. Mm -hmm. So we have to bring it to their awareness. Like I went into Verizon two days ago to get a new phone and an iPad and I literally like 5g was everywhere. It was just Mm -hmm. like, 
the wonders of 5G. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, because it's only advertised as, like, a really cool, fun thing. Like, yes. Where, like, oh, it's going to be so fast. And, like, there's going to be cars driving themselves. This is awesome. Uh, and it's like, yay. <laughs> guys, like, that's not – what's happening here we're moving so fast already and we still yeah anyway yeah um okay so first okay somebody who is like just getting into this world of realizing that okay all of the products that i'm using are toxic like 5g frame retardants like all of the things Mm -hmm. um what would be the advice that you would give them like just the first step you know, because we we can't all just like go replace everything all at once. We can't all just go buy organic, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, like that's the ultimate goal to get there. But like what's the first step, do you think, for people to just kind of start taking that into their own hands? So my advice would be is to just don't think about replacing everything. Just think about not bringing anything in, like make a commitment to not bring anything into your home that you know better for, like that you know you can do better. Like don't, you know, with products, just don't just buy, just buy better, buy better products. Like when you know something you're using is toxic and just don't buy that again. Like buy the, buy, buy the young living version. (laughs) You know, like get a young living account then you don't have to worry about that. But, um, I like, and then there are, there are things like simple things, you know, like unplug your Wi-Fi. um, like, you know, don't try to buy organic food, those, those things. But as far as like replacing your bed and getting an organic bed, like just take it like one step at a time. Otherwise it's going to feel super overwhelming. Yes. I love that. Just everything new that you bring into your home, make sure it's like the best. Yeah. And really that gives you an opportunity to research. Like every time you're going to go get something new, like research about the one that you have. Mm-hmm. And like, see mm-hmm. what changes you can make. Like, that's always been my advice to people: is just do the best you can in this moment. You know what I yeah, mean? I like, wherever that. you are, if you can get local organic food, awesome. If you can't get organic, you know, like the just the best that you can right now. Like, research it and find out where can you, you know, like where are you financially? Just whatever you can do is the like the best you can do, best decision you can make yeah. right now. I, I love, love that. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. So I want to touch on your family like really briefly, and then I'll ask you just the final three questions I ask everyone. But um, so you have four kids and you also have like yeah. an, a small child, <laughs> like a baby. Um, how are you managing it all? Because for me, I literally have one child um, and he's amazing and I still feel overwhelmed. I still feel like, okay, I need a nanny so that I can just go ham for two years and like get to, you know, <laughs> get to Royal Crown Diamond or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So how did you, how did that journey look for you? Did you like have help from the beginning? Like how do you navigate like work and family and just being in the same space with your kids, you know, like if there's a launch going on mm-hmm. or something and, you know, of a new product or whatever, and you have like all your kids running around and they need something from you, like how do you handle those situations? Okay. So it has been, definitely has been a journey. And, um, in the beginning I, did not have as as much help as I probably, if I was to go back, I would, I would have got myself more help, um, so that I could, so that I didn't feel like I was pouring from an empty cup, trying to do all the things at the same time. Mm. Um, that's my biggest advice is like for moms to feel like it is okay to ask for help. It is okay to, 
get a babysitter or get a family member to come and hang with your children so you can focus on your business and you can still be a, like a very present stay at home mom and be running a business at home. And not only is it going to be better for, for you and easier for you, but it's going to be better for everyone because when, when you are like stressed out, when anybody in the house is stressed out, that's not good for anybody. Like when anybody is like, you know, doing, trying to do all the things that's not good for anybody. And Um, as soon as I started like asking for help and getting a babysitter over to help me, um, it was like, it felt so awesome because I felt like I could really sit down and get work done. And then my kids were having so much fun because there was like somebody new there and somebody helping. And, um, at the end of the day, you know, Brian would get home from work and it was like, things were less chaotic because I had had that time to be really present with my business. And then that time to close my computer and be super present with my family. And, um, I think that that has been the biggest shift over the last three years is, you know, I'm at a place in my business where, um, I can't be just like checking my phone when like the baby goes down for a nap. Like it's, I have a big business that we are running from home (laughs) and, um, having that structured time, like every day that this is when I'm working, like this is when mommy's working, like mommy is working, the office door is closed and, um, having that and knowing that that's not only okay, but it's really awesome that I have the ability to do that and be at home and, um, you know, create this business that is providing residual income for our family forever. Mm -hmm. Um, and that it's, it's okay to, to do that and have that be a priority along with my family in my life. So I have, we have help. We have people in place that, um, it, it got to a point where I was like, you know, there are things that I'm doing in my life that I could outsource. And if I took that same time and put that into my business and being more present with my family, like that would be a better fit for our life. Um, so we outsource many things that we never used to. Um, so, you know, like even I have an assistant who helps me. I have, um, a live in nanny who helps me obviously, um, which she is not here all the time. She is a part of like a big dance program. So she's kind of here like 50% of the time during the week. Um, but when I wake up in the morning and Brian's gone to work, I have that, I have those hands there to help me. Um, and, sh- and not only can she help me so that I can have that time for my business, but it also helps me be more present with my kiddos. Like if, if, you know, if Briar has gymnastics, I can just take Briar to gymnastics and I can leave my other little ones at home. And I don't feel like I'm juggling. I, I, that's a lie. I feel like I'm juggling a lot of things, but yeah, I feel, you're still juggling a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always feel like I'm juggling a lot of things, but I feel like I have somebody there to kind of catch the balls if I drop them, if that yes, makes sense. I love um, that. So, and, um, yeah, just knowing that like, it's okay to ask for help and it, it's actually kind of important really. Um, back in the day, like moms would never do this thing, would never do this by themselves. Like would never, even like not running a business, having to, you'd always be surrounded by a village, right? Yeah. Like people would live in a village and all of the family would help each other. And the moms would all have so much support and help. And, um, that's 
things are different nowadays. And I think it's important to like find your people. And if you don't have people like family around you asking for help and like outsourcing, especially if you're going to start building a business. Um, like I really wish that I had started from day one, but I had this thing in my head, like, okay, I'm going to make this much money before I pay for a babysitter or, you know, hire hire an assistant. And then let's just like, well, no, if I would have got a babysitter sooner, or had somebody help me, like I probably would have built my business faster. And so like, that's something that I should have just done from day one. But you know, I don't regret anything. It's definitely been like a learning experience, but um, definitely like outsourcing so I can spend that time with my family and like one on one with my children and one on one with my husband and one on one with my business. It's just better for everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I, I had that the same thing where I was like, I didn't want to ask um, anyone for help because I felt like, no, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. That's what I'm doing. So like mm-hmm. me asking for help is like going against what I said that I'm going to do. So whenever mm-hmm. I like asked Corey's mom to start coming over a couple times a week, I was so nervous about it. And then I realized it's like she wants to do that. She wants to help. And like she mm-hmm. loves being around him. And then when I – it's like it lessens the mom guilt because if not, I'm literally on my phone all day because um, I'm trying to balance both things. So I'm literally working from morning till I go to bed. And like mm-hmm. carrying around the baby and <laughs> just like kind of doing both. Um, yeah. And then it's like I look over at Atlas and I'm like, oh my God, I've been on my phone all day and I haven't actually been present with him. So if I can just mm-hmm. give myself, literally I can get so much done in like two to four hours and then it's yeah. done. You know what I mean? Then okay. So yeah, of course there's still things where I'm going to have to be on my phone, like launches and stuff. But yeah, me getting over that was because <laughs> I had so much mom guilt too of like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't be building my business because I'm not, you know, being present with my son now and, you know, all of that. So yeah, I, I'm working on that right now is, is outsourcing. <laughs> yeah. And I think in place. the other thing is, is I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be perfect, to be this like perfect mom who's like just sitting down and pouring into everyone else all day. And I think it's, it's, things are changing. Definitely things are changing. And it's like, we're in an era, uh, era like that we know that it's okay to be, it's okay to do both. It's okay to, to really want to be like super present with your children and be like, how give them the most magical childhood ever. But it's okay to also have this business. That's a priority and something really important in your life too. And, um, and also yeah. plays a role in giving them a magical life. <laughs> well, like- that's the thing is <laughs> that's the thing with this business is that if you work really, really hard, um, it will come back and it will give them like, it, it will give them a freedom that they wouldn't have had if yeah. you hadn't have been working hard. And, um, we're already experiencing that with our family, kind of like looking around and saying like, Oh, like, where do we want to, do we want to live here? Like, where do we want to live? Is this where we want to live? Do, like, do we want to live in Hawaii? Like, what do we want to do here? I love like, it. you know, like, it's like, do we want to get an RV? Like, what do we really want to do here in this life? And, um, that is something that like looking back, like I'm like, yeah, okay. So all those nights that I felt like I had toothpicks holding my eyelids open, <laughs> trying to work after the kids went to sleep, like that this is what came from that. So yes. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You guys are so inspiring to me. Seriously. Um, okay. So 
I want to wrap it up with a couple questions, but I wanted to talk about the Sunday Social Club. Is that what is that what it's mm-hmm. called? Yeah, the Sunday Social. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about what that is and how we can totally link it in the show notes as well? But uh, I just because I feel like this is awesome, so I want you to just kind of break it down for people. Sure. So, okay, the Sunday Social is a subscription group that I run with my girlfriend and fellow Crown Diamond Jessica Garvin, and basically, we just saw a need for it in the Young Living community, a space where people could really have the help and support they needed to grow their business using social media. Um, we That's how we have mostly grown. And um, we really have, you know, we receive like a lot of questions and just see that there's like just this need for people to have that support there. Um, and we just feel like it's such an incredible tool and like a really cool way for people all over the world to connect and grow their business. So we just wanted to create like a community where people would have like everything they needed to do that. And so anyone that's a part of Young Living can be a part of this. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So we're going to link that below. And then obviously guys, if you're not part of our, of Young Living, if you haven't gotten your kit yet, you have to like get in the groups, even if you're not interested in the business at all, or maybe you're even interested in just building a, like for me, this is like a mastermind course being in these groups with you, Logan and Annie and Iris and Brooke and all of these amazing leaders that are showing up for their team every day. I'm like, it doesn't even matter if you're going to do the young living business. If you're interested in building a business at all, I suggest getting your kit and getting in the groups and just watching Mm -hmm. how everyone's operating. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. everyone is like, I've learned so much. Like I hear people on podcasts all the time talking about how they like drop thousands and thousands of dollars on mastermind courses so that they can be surrounded by like female entrepreneurs. And I'm like, um, I have that. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I like, spend a hundred dollars a month on essential rewards, but that's because I want to. And, uh, yeah, yeah I have everything I need. Thanks. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, okay. So last three questions that I ask everyone. Thank you so much, Logan. Seriously. This has been such an amazing conversation. I feel like I could talk to you forever um okay favorite stop drop and jam song right now right now oh my gosh um I would say I mean Justin Timberlake sexy back I mean like a dance to that I mean I just picture myself in college like that is like that makes you dance and then (laughs) rappers rappers delight rappers Rappers delight okay you don't do you know that song no yeah, you do. I do? Yeah, you do. When you listen to it after, you're going to be like, yeah, I know this song. Okay. I'm, okay. I, I'm really bad at names. So I'm going to add both of those to the From Anxious Able uh, playlist on Spotify, guys. And then, okay, one strategy for sanity a mom could incorporate into her day to try to find balance. Like one simple thing that, that she could start doing every single day to just find balance between work and relationships and family. I think – taking time for yourself every day, like every day, no, even if it's like a very short, even if it's like a bath alone, Mm -hmm. like if it's getting up before your kiddos wake up in the morning, just knowing that you're going to have that time to yourself with your thoughts and just taking time every single day for yourself. I think it's so, so important. Self-care is so, so important and you cannot pour into other people's cups if yours is empty. Yes. And you'll find that you have so much to tell yourself whenever you have five minutes alone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like there's so much I haven't let myself think about. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, 
Okay, before I ask the last question, can you tell people where to find you guys? Her Instagram is probably the most beautiful Instagram I've ever seen. Her children are the cutest kids of all time. There's so many flowers, so many beautiful colors. (laughs) Where can people go to find your Instagram? Okay, so my personal Instagram is at Logan Randazzo, and my oil Instagram is at Logan and Lavender. Okay, guys, you have – please go check her out. It's just – I love it so much. (laughs) Daily does. Daily does the Logan. Okay, um, last question. If there was a super overwhelmed mama out there who just has, like, multiple things going on, like, they feel like they're pouring from an empty cup right now and they're trying to build a business and they're trying to make sure that their children feel heard and they're trying to make sure their partner feels heard and all of these things and they just feel stuck and they don't know what step to take – and you could just like swoop down and whisper something in their ear, what would you tell them? Hire a babysitter (laughs) would be the first thing. I'm just going to keep it simple. Hire a babysitter, find a babysitter, make it happen. Even if that babysitter needs to be like your mother-in-law who you don't think has the time or bring somebody in the house to help you. Um, And then the second thing would be to cut the crap out of your life. That's not serving you. Like if you are getting up and doing something, um, that you feel like you should be doing and it's like not making you feel good. Um, like for me, one of those things was going to the gym. I used to go to the gym every single day, like religiously, because I felt like I should. And I heard people say it makes you feel so good. And I'm like, I don't feel good. I feel like this is like a total pain in my day. And it's like, if I had an hour to myself, I would rather do something else. And, um, I, I finally realized like I can be active and healthy in other ways and not go to the gym. And not that I have anything against the gym. I think it's awesome. And I, I wish that I felt that way. I wish I felt like this is awesome when I'm at the gym. Like so many people do. Um, but I realized like I can go for a walk with my kids and be really active or I can go skate, ice skate and be really active. And so as soon as I like cut that out of my life, like canceled my gym membership, I was like, wow, like this is, this was the right choice for me. And I think sometimes, um, especially as women, I think that we go on autopilot a lot Mm -hmm. and we just do things that we realize aren't really serving our life. Um, and I think as soon as we realize, like just cutting out the things that are not serving you and your family and also realizing it's okay not to say yes to everything. It's okay to say, you know, no, that doesn't work for me. That doesn't work for my family right now. Um, and just doing the things that make you like, make you happy. Really. I love that you use the gym as an example, because I feel like so often we have this idea of the person that we need to be. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really flow with our lives that we just kind of force mm-hmm. it and force it and force it. Yes, I totally resonate with that. Thank you. <laughs> That's <laughs> lovely. Thank you, Logan, so, so much. Guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, please snap a photo of it, post it on the gram, let us know how, what you thought about it, um, what stood out to you, and make sure you tag Logan and I so that we can message you back. Um, Logan, seriously, that was amazing. I love you this was so, so much. This was- so fun. I love you. You know, I love you. I love your whole family. You guys are just like, oh, you're gems. All of you. (laughs) All right. Hopefully we can have you back on soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye. You can find detailed show notes on every episode at www.fromanxioustoable.com slash podcast.